Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Valentine's Day is almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to Make her blush with fresh blooms and gifts from ProFlowers. This year, go to ProFlowers.com to use code CRUSH15 to get 15% off through February 14th on all the best blooms and gifts. See website for details. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right, Sean. So uh, let's start with a topic that is getting a lot of discussion so far on Monday and in the aftermath of the Bills and the Ravens game. Let's pretend you are in charge of the Ravens football team. They now have gotten into the postseason three straight years with uh, Lamar Jackson They've gotten one win, they have lost three times, and what has let them down most often has been their offense. How do you fix what is wrong with the Raven offense, and what would you do looking if you were GM of the Ravens right now? Well, you know, for one, you have the most athletic and most dynamic quarterback in all of football, right? You drafted him, you knew exactly what he was great at doing, so... There's no shine away from an offense or offensive coordinator that's going to need to design things specifically for him, right? He's not a drop back guy and sit back there and, and deliver a, a uh, ball in the pocket all the time. I mean, he needs to be a uh, a sixty forty run the pass type of deal. Uh, so if you're going to go out and, and get a coach, you need someone uh, on the, as an offensive coordinator that, that that thinks outside the box and, and get creative, like an Andy Reid. I'm not saying go and get Andy Reid, but you need to be you need to find a coach. That's going to allow uh, Lamar Jackson to uh, to open this offense up. You know, it can't be the the dink and dunk uh, read option. You you need to really open it up and realize what you have at, at, at quarterback, but also make sure that he's enough threat that he can deliver a great ball down the field. He's done it in the playoffs. Uh, you know, these last few games uh, later on in the season, he's delivered a great football. You know, he can throw a ball, but he's not consistent. So you need to find a go out and find an offensive coordinator that's going to really open it up and start thinking outside the box because they keep hitting the wall. And, and, they, and defense are figuring these guys out. I think Lamar Jackson said it during the season. He said defense are coming up to the line of scrimmage and calling our plays out. That's telling me that your offense is basic and you need to get out of, of what you're normally doing. Okay. Uh, the play that everybody is going to focus on, because it really decided the game, was the pick six. And – Obviously, Lamar Jackson made a bad read on that interception, but one thing that I heard from several different people about was they were surprised that he didn't get in a position to make the tackle there. He's the fastest guy on the field. 
Uh, he really kind of didn't make an aggressive move when he had a blocker in front of him coming down the field. As good as that Ravens defense was playing, I'm not sure even if they didn't give up the touchdown on that return, whether the Bills would have been able to get the ball in the end zone there. How would you assess the playmaking, the effort making, for lack of a better way to describe it, of what you saw from Lamar Jackson on that play once he throws the interception? Should he have gotten over there and made a play? Do you think he was surprised the ball got brought out? How did he not end up in front of the return man? Well, you know what, look, uh, well, we can nitpick at that all day. And I, I do agree that he should have probably sacrificed his body a little bit more than what he did. Like if you uh, watch you know, that all- on if you watch that on tape, would you want your quarterback in a in a playoff game like that to just be throwing himself at whatever he can do to try and get in front of that guy returning the the, the interception? I, I wouldn't. Personally I wouldn't. Um, you really wouldn't. You, know, you you gotta you gotta well, you want him to make the best effort possible, but he did have a blocker in front of him. Yep. Uh, so now, now you're going out putting putting your quarterback harm's way because I can tell you right now, as a, a defensive player, the first people that we always looked up after an interception is the quarterback. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You, know, you want to get a hit on guy. him if you can. You, you want to get a hit on him if you can, and he's always the one that's going to uh, to slow up the worst or, or, or a, a wide receiver that's, you know track you down ten to 15, 20 yards down the field. But ultimately, it's really the quarterback who you're looking up and you're trying to find first. And I'm not saying to go out and intentionally hurt him or do anything like that, but those are the guys you want to get a lick on because those are the ones that can actually stop the play. So I, I wasn't – if I'm a teammate, um, you might say, oh, you know, man, he could have he could have done a little bit more. But you're not saying it. Or what? If he'd done a little bit more, that play definitely would have been stopped. They wouldn't have, uh, they wouldn't have scored. Right? So I, that's, that, that wasn't the case. Um, but, look, at the end of the day um, – he, that they they just need to figure it out over there because you only have a two or three win uh, a three year window. Yep. Um, to max to maximum, you know, contracts going to be up. You're going to have players in and out and, and guys coming in and out, coaches in and out. So you got about a three year window uh, when you're looking at that type of talent, cohesive talent, before everything starts getting uh, you know dismantled. We're talking to Sean Merriman, Lights Out Podcast, iHeart uh, Podcast Network. You played for the Bills. Flip side of that game, what does it mean for Buffalo to be back in the AFC Championship game, and how much are you rooting for them as a guy who played for the Bills, among other teams? Are you rooting for them pretty aggressively against the Chiefs? Would you like to see the Bills back in the Super Bowl? And for people who don't uh, know, and for people who don't know Buffalo and the culture and the environment up there, what's it like? You know what? Um, it means everything to that city. And I'm so damn happy for them. Uh, the only part that is kind of, you know, making me unhappy about the situation is the fans don't get a chance to go to the games. Yeah, and, not uh, big numbers. Yeah, you know, I mean, what do you want to do it between six and sixty-seven hundred? Like I think something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, just like man, when you play in that city and you see what the fans mean to that team, and, and vice versa, and you're thinking of the fans are not able to attend. That's that's. That's a gut punch, man. I mean, it really knocks the wind out of you as a fan uh, because I, you know, I remember going out there and and, and uh, making Tom Brady throw four interceptions and we beat the Patriots. It was a parade. The yeah. city got shut down, and it was one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in my whole entire career. You'd have thought we won a Super Bowl uh, for beating <laughs> Tom Brady. So yeah. I can only imagine a uh, AFC Championship. I mean, you kidding me? That that place, that place is going to be rocking. Now they won't be in the stadium. You can you're gonna you're gonna find that that Bills Mafia somewhere 
uh, piled up and slamming through tables and barbecuing and drinking to one and having the best time because there's nothing like playing for that city, man. It, it really is a special place. And if they go to the Super Bowl, man, it, I can't even tell you what, what that city's going to look like after. We're talking to Sean Merriman, Lights Out Podcast. When you watched the way that Aaron Rodgers pl- is playing right now, should the – like, who – okay, let's take a step back. We, we know that Patrick Mahomes is injured. We know that of probably everybody who played over the, the divisional round weekend, the Packers look the best. Do you think that what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are doing right now, given all the other situations, that you would have to say that the Packers are the favorite, or would you pick somebody else? No, and, I, and I've been saying this. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be the Packers – and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That was yeah. that was my prediction. Um, you know, somewhere in the mid mid early season, and yeah. I've been saying that because they, if you look at it, they're the probably they're the two most explosive teams in football. But one thing the Packers are doing that's making it even scarier now is they're running the ball even more effectively, and they're finding ways to to, to get the running back and uh, you know out in open positions and things like that. So now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to go out there and be Superman every single time. When you're winning football games like that. Uh, it just takes the win out of you, and you it just demoralizes the defense because you're sitting there like you know that Aaron Rodgers is going to get his, you know he's going to go out and light you up. But now they're starting to run the ball, and they're playing well on defense and, and special teams. You're like, man, this this is going to be a very very tough team to beat. We're talking to Dr. David Chow. We talked to him in the first hour. I'm going to play it again in the third hour. Obviously, the number one story as we get ready for the AFC and the NFC Championship games is Patrick Mahomes' health. He went out with a concussion, and we won't know for several days officially how he's going to be able to play, whether he will be able to play, all of those things. If you are a defensive player and you are trying to get ready as a Buffalo Bill, I presume that you just have to assume that he's going to play and that he's going to play the exact way that he normally plays, that is, in his typical dominant fashion. Because if you presume for anything else, you're not prepared. Is that the way mentally you have to get ready, even with the outside chance that it might be Chad Henney? Just go ahead and prepare for Mahomes. And if you get Henney, that's just an easier version, certainly, of the quarterback otherwise. Uh, absolutely. And you know what? I, I'll tell you this. It wouldn't be a smart idea to assume that Patrick Mahomes is not going to be Patrick Mahomes right. uh, because he might have a concussion. So if you're having that, uh, you know, those thoughts in your head, you need to get rid of them right away. I'm, I'll, I'll never I'll never forget, uh, you know, back in um, you know, around 2010 or 2011, I think it was, uh, you know, I got injured and I was hurt. and It was, it was kind of out there that my Achilles was torn. Um, and I had an offensive uh, coordinator come up to me before the game and said, look, we prepared as if you were healthy because we didn't know if you were going to be healthy or not. So we were preparing as if you were 100%. And so when you have that mindset, you go into the game. Um, with this, with, you know, now, you, now, I know you don't want to wish a guy get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, right. Bad health with anybody. But you wouldn't mind as a defensive player with uh, Patrick Mahomes coming into the game and not being 100%. Oh, you know, yeah, not, no doubt. You, would, you wouldn't mind that, right? Um, and then, so you have to go out and prepare that he's going to beat Patrick Mahomes. He's going to come in ready to go. He's going to come in more eager than, than he was before, uh, because he did leave the game and there's so much question. So there's a, there's a lot of fuel to this fire, man. But I tell you, man, I, I, I like the Bills and I've been saying it. Um, Josh Allen is, is to me is, is the one of the hottest, you know, top three quarterbacks in the National Football League right now, the, the way he plays. 
And uh, the Bills are going to be forced to reckon with it. And, and if they do lose the game, it's going to be very close. What would you say about the Browns? we got a lot of Cleveland fans, I'm sure, who are listening this morning, uh, starting off their day. They've got a playoff win this year. They made the playoffs. Really, they had the ball. I don't know about you, but after the Chad Henney interception when the Browns got the ball back there, I really kind of thought they tightened up a little bit in their play calling and their execution. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Didn't seem like they really had that killer instinct maybe that you would want to see. What would you say to Browns fans waking up this morning and listening to us? They need to be proud of that team as how far they've come. Uh, just some years ago, the Browns were, and not, not very long ago, just a couple years ago, the Browns were a joke, right? You go and look at the organization and how many GMs and head coaches and players in and out of there. And, um, you know, they were a guaranteed W on your, on your, on your schedule. That's how they were, were viewed. And now, just in a couple years, they're a real threat to every one, every NFL team in the National Football League. They're, they're a threat. If you're going to if you're going to play the Browns now, I don't care who you are. If you're the Chiefs or uh, you know whoever you are, you go in and play the Browns. And not to mention, they're the best team in the division, in my yeah. opinion. They're 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 now the big brother. They're now the big brother in that division. So Browns, the so Browns fans should be proud in how far they've come. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule, with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We're talking to Sean Merriman, Lights Out Podcast. You can go listen to uh, to that and make sure you don't miss any that he's doing any of the podcasts that he's doing for iHeart. Sean, how tired and beaten up physically is your body by the time you get to the AFC and the NFC Championship game? Uh, you're, you're so beat up. I mean, look, that first snap in training camp, you're never 100 percent healthy after that. That right. very first snap, 
you know, you got a, a wrist or elbow or lower back or toe or hip. I mean, something. It, it's something the whole week. You know, one week your, your knee is a little sore. The next week your ankle on the opposite leg because you're yep. compensating for your knee. Right? So it just goes on from week to week to week. And, uh, you know, the, when we talked last week about having the first-round buy, that's why the first-round buys are so key. Obviously, you want to play at home and those, those great things, but it's health. At this point during the year, it's who is, who's the healthiest. Who's the healthiest? That's really what it comes down to. Uh, is Patrick Mahomes going to be 100%? Is this guy going to be 100%? It really comes down to health uh, because you know that if you've got all your horses, you're going to be in good shape, man. But I, I can tell you, it's, it's, you're mentally, you're physically beat up. You're mentally beat up. Uh, the season is so long, and you're trying to find ways to just refocus and keep taking things up another level. You know, we, we talked a few weeks ago about the preseason and uh, going into the regular season and now the playoff speed. And in the AFC and NFC championship games, I mean, my God, these guys are just going to be flying around. When you look now that the NFL, I mean, knock on wood, we have gotten to the AFC, we've gotten to the NFC championship game. When you really break that down, it's an amazing accomplishment that we're still on schedule with the NFL, isn't it? I mean, to even be in this position right now? It it almost seems like the they pulled off the impossible, right? I mean, it really, it really does because if you look at how – the season started and coming coming right from the NBA season, going into the bubble, everything shut down and, and whatever, and you've seen guys still getting fined. And now you go into the, the football season and look what Denver had. Denver had what didn't have a starting quarterback. Yes. And they found a way to not only have no the game wasn't the greatest, anything like that, but there was no there was nothing they had to cancel. They, the season went on and so they found ways to um to continue. And I, I think that at some point in time, there's going to be because we we don't we don't know everything that goes on from the outside looking in. So there's at some point in time, I'm sure NFL films or somebody has done something in the background to show how much stuff they had to go through during the season in order to continue. And it's going to shock the hell out of people because I'm sure there were fights in the office. There were probably fights with CDC, and that, I mean there, there was so much going on behind the scenes that we didn't get a chance to see. Uh, but it's just been incredible for them to continue the season the way they have. How stun- This is not relating to the games themselves, but this story about Deshaun Watson and what's going on with the Texans. How stunned are you that there are reports that things might be so bad that his tenure with the Texans might be over? I, I, I would agree. It's unbelievable, it, right? It, it is un- unbelievable. Well, it's a couple things, right? I mean, we, we as players understand 100% that it's a business, right? We, we get it. We're not, you know, it's not a passion for us. Like when we were growing up, I played football in the street in the backyard, and it was just about passion and loving the game and everything. We understand it's a business. We understand the organization and teams are going to do what's necessary for the organization and moving forward. But when you have your franchise quarterback, a very well, a very well-respected quarterback, amongst his peers in the whole National Football League, really good guy that everybody loves and respect, and you don't give him the decency to just bring him in on a meeting and say, hey, we're thinking about bringing this guy in. This is who we're looking at. This is, you know, this is the CEO of your franchise. So you're telling me that you're not going to go and talk to your CEO and just have a discussion with him and say, hey, we're, we're thinking about bringing this guy in. What do you think? Or we're thinking about trading this guy. You trade away his, their, his best tar- target, in, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, you got rid of the head coach. You're getting rid of all the guys. And then most importantly, what I enjoyed the most out of everything that came to that, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, with Andre Johnson. 
yep. um, coming out and saying that they're used they're 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 used to wasting guys' careers. And he was talking about himself. Andre Johnson was one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League, but he didn't get the notoriety because they just didn't make a lot of smart moves there within the organization. So I w- I'm, I'm happy, and I, and I do agree that he should take it, make his stand and stand his ground uh, because the NFL careers aren't long. They aren't long. And if you're continuously being put, put in bad situations by your organization, then maybe it's time for you to go. It is interesting, right, because NBA players have way more power than almost any other athlete, right? There aren't very many of them. The best of them are worth their weight in gold, right? I mean, there's a big difference between a top 10 NBA player and a top 100, maybe in a way that there isn't in other sports, you know, baseball or top 50, I should say, right? There's a big, like, it's easy for you and me to watch basketball and be like, oh, that dude's a, you know, definite uh, definite all-star versus a role player, things like that, which is maybe not as easy everywhere else. But I can't remember a guy making a move like this, right? Making an aggressive play and just saying, basically, I'm unhappy. It feels a little bit, because it's the same city, like what James Harden just did with the Rockets. It, 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 it's very similar, actually, if you look at it across the board. And, and let me tell you that the NFL, when it comes to star power and things like that, there it is catching up to the NBA level. And I'm not saying that LeBron James or James Harden, any one of these guys, but you, you know, someone like Deshaun Watson, if he's unhappy – uh, and he's voicing his concerns. Now you have Andre Johnson. Now you have all these guys kind of backing him. Uh, it's, it's looking very bad on the organization. Very. It's bad. tough to get a coach for the, in that situation too, right? I mean, because oh, the, the, it's, it's going to be tough to get a free agent. You know, yeah. guys. You know, going around and looking at teams and saying, "Man, I don't, I don't know if I want to go there." I've seen how they treated. I've seen what they did to DeAndre Hopkins, and they'll think that the players don't talk like that. All the guys do. So, you know, their friends or their agents or friends and, and all this stuff, you know, goes on all the time. And the first thing, you, you know, somebody say, hey, man, how's that organization over there? Over there? And I remember doing that even when I went to Buffalo. You know, hey, how do they treat guys over there? And everything, oh, man, they're great. Great organization. It was all good things. Now, if you're public about how you're treating your players like they are, it's just not going to turn out well for you. When did you recognize the business side of the game for the first time? Because you're talking about, you know, running around in your backyard, you know, playing with your friends, uh, low-level football. Was it when you were at Maryland? Was it when you got into the NFL? Was there a light bulb moment for you where it's like, oh, man, like this isn't really a game anymore. It's a business, and my mindset has to change. Did you have that sort of epiphany, that moment of realization, light bulb moment, as I said, or was it something gradual? Do you remember having that recollection or that knowledge? Well, I'll, I've always been on a on a business side and, and kind of the business mindset of things, right? I'm never yeah. walking blind and thinking that, oh, you know, hey, I'm, 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 I'm a, I can go get the quarterback, so they should love me, right? No, it was always they they love me because I can't go get the quarterback, right? I mean, that's, that's yes. just the way it is. And but I think it kind of started to sink in a little bit more when uh, I got I got injured a couple of times with well, the first big injury, and then the trade talks started to happen, right? And I, and I was just a few years straight off of the All Pro and Pro Bowl and, and runner off the defensive player of the year and all the stuff, and it was and I got hurt and it was like the trade talks, was like damn, you know, I just I just been balling for you know these last few years, and so it kind of it kind of sunk in a little bit more because. When you're playing at your highest level or whenever you're doing the things you're supposed to do, you don't think it's possible for a team to do anything other than pay you, 
right? Or take care of their take care of their best talent or their best players, whatever the case is. And it starts to sink in when when the the trade talks. And I remember watching it watching a draft and my name coming up as a possible trade right there while I'm watching. I had no idea. I had no idea that I was even on the trading blocks or anything like that. I was watching the draft. I remember uh, them bringing up, hey, you know, I think Sean Merriman might be on the move. And I'm like, hell, <laughs> you know, like I, no one told me. Yeah. So um, I think that those type of things uh, start to sink in. Um, but it's way different now. It's more, it's more, guys walk into it and treat it as such, as a business, even though it is their passion to play football. And, and I think the money's gotten so great. Uh, there's so much revenue built in the sport now that guys walk in with that mentality for the most part. Good stuff as always, Sean. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, Wes. That is Sean Merriman, Lights Out Podcast Network. Your Valentine's Day shouldn't start with a Hail Mary. Don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last-minute gifts on February 14th. Be the MVP this Valentine's Day and go to proflowers.com to save 15% until February 14th with code CRUSH15 at checkout. See website for more details. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.